Welcome back to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are in the month of December. We're talking about goal setting. We, in the first episode, we've talked about kind of making 50 dreams, 50 goals, no restrictions, no failure, no fear of failure. Like, what do you want to accomplish in life? Last episode, we took those and we picked one goal for each of the eight categories that we want to accomplish in this next year. And this episode, now we're going to take that goal, that yearly goal, and how do we break it into a monthly goal? So we're gonna kind of keep going down, like breaking into small steps. That's what we're all about, is making those small changes that make a huge difference. So make sure you hit subscribe below um, and stay up to date on all the two gals happenings. And before we get started, Dr. Joss, what is in your glass? Still working on my water. <laughs> so trying to stay hydrated. It's not that hot out right now, However, even when it's not hot, you still need to yeah. drink a lot of fluid. And that's going to be something that as in the colder months is even harder to think about. So um, making like realistic goals for how to finish your water for the day is key. It's something I work on all the time. Uh, so Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? Water, H2O. Mm -hmm. Good plain H2O with ice. I, it doesn't matter how cold it is out. I have to have ice in my drink. I don't know why. I mm. just love ice. So ice water. That's okay. So like Dr. Bobby said, is that we're talking those goals that we talked about in the last episode where we have one goal for each of our categories that can be achieved between six months and five years. And so the categories are going to be recreational, spiritual, health, personal growth, family and relationships, financial, and career. And now that we have one goal in each of those categories, what we're going to do is talk about how do we break that goal down into, again, more manageable steps. Because we want that dopamine release in our brain to ting when we start to achieve goals. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we get to the point where it's we have this nice, sustainable plan for being able to get progress done. And so if we're going to have progress, we're going to want to make sure that we have, like, Mm, like very specific check boxes of like once I complete this it's like yeah I can move on to this next step and and you congratulate yourself when you achieve each step and you celebrate each step it's not like oh well it was just one step no one step is one step more than you had <laughs> right like yay yeah, so I think, so we, you, you, at this point, you've clarified in all of those eight categories, what is the one thing you want to really focus on? And what we're going to do now is break that down into like monthly. And so first you kind of have to know why, like, what is that overall goal? So your overall goal, why do you want that? Mm -hmm. And what's your motivation behind that? And you want to write that out because that's going to help you go through this, it's going to help you be more successful. Mm -hmm. And so when you start breaking that down, we used the example before of buying a house. If I want to buy a house in five years, I want a $100,000 down payment. We're making easy math here. Mm -hmm. um, so five years, that's 20000 I need to save this year. So I'm going to look, my goal is I'm going to save $20,000. And my why is because ultimately I want my own space. And mm -hmm. that's my motivation, why I want a house. And my motivation, I want my own space. I'm mm -hmm. ready to move out. You yeah. know, living with everyone, family is great. Sometimes you want your own space. Yeah, you're going to build equity, you know, lots of, lots of wise. 
And so then also then looking at that is like, what are my fears to overcome? I think a lot of time in goals, we set these goals, but we don't look at two important things of like, what are my fears? Um, and then also, so looking at fears and looking at distractions. I think with the financial, sometimes there's not as much fear as there is, there can be. There can be. Yeah. Um, but with the, let's use the example of saving a down payment for a house. Mm -hmm. I feel like in that scenario, distractions are more of an issue. Yes. And distractions yeah. would be the fun concerts that come up, the I want to eat out, mm -hmm. the just random like how we waste money. Like how many times oh. you just swipe your card and you have no idea how much you spent. Right. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's you know, all of that easily 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 kind of backs up into why the goal doesn't get achieved so writing that down in advance is what sets you up to be able to achieve the goal because it's going to make you if you're honest with yourself then you're, it's, you're going to be way more aware of what's going to potentially be getting in your way and then that actually helps you set your goal setting because mm -hmm. now those achievable steps are going to include those as potential things that are going to derail you and then those actually become goals themselves. Yes. So, yeah. So if we're talking, let's, we're gonna stay on this example of buying a house. I think it's a great one to stay on. So let's say our first month, so our last month goal is to have the 20,000, right? right? So the end of December, December's goal is to finish out that 20,000. Mm -hmm. But I gotta divide that into 12 steps. And maybe we're starting off where I don't even know what I spend. Right. So maybe January is my goal is I'm going to make, I'm going to just track everything I'm spending. Mm -hmm. So I have an idea. And then the next three months, which would be February, March, April, I'm going to practice making a budget. And I think a lot of people hear budget and they think of, oh my goodness, I can't spend money. It's restricting me. A budget allows you to spend. If you sit down before the month, mm -hmm. um, I'm a big Dave Ramsey follower. So before January 1st, you know, well, January, you're, you're, uh, January, you're just kind of tracking what you spend. If you have no idea what you're spending, right. take one month and just start tracking. So you have an idea of where to start. Mm -hmm. So then before February 1st, you sit down with a significant other, with someone that's going to hold you accountable and you make a rough budget and it, at this point it's a pure guess most likely yeah if you don't yeah if you don't really if you haven't been tracking it that's okay that's a, mm -hmm. that it's a guess make it a realistic guess though mm -hmm. so that again you've got to set yourself up for success if you think you're going to spend fifty dollars a week on groceries like i mean at this point happening. you're like 200 for a right. single person right oh, goodness, like, not, not happening no like really break it down so that it's like a, a realistic like when you go to the grocery store it really is this much money mm -hmm. um don't don't cut yourself short because then in your budget if you cut it short then you're going to be coming up that each time you try and match your budget you're never doing it and then yeah. you feel defeated yeah and then we're not getting the dopamine release <laughs> dopamine. <laughs> yeah so then realistically a budget takes about three months um to do so now we're into April. And so you have May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. So now you have eight months and you can take that 20,000 and you can look at your budget and you can decide. And I'm not good enough math off the top of my head, but 20,000 divided by eight is probably a little over 2,000 a month that I'm gonna be saving. Mm -hmm. And so that's not exact. Yeah. Um, I don't have a calculator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
But then now I can look and where can I cut back? Where can I save? Where could I maybe take an extra job? Where could I do some side hustles? And that's where you're gonna start seeing how you can kind of set each month up. Because if you just say, I'm gonna have $20,000 by the end of December and you have no plan to get there, you're not gonna have it. Mm -hmm. And it could be something that, you know, you talk with a financial planner, you know, mm -hmm. some somebody that has a fiduciary responsibility and say, hey, I have this five-year goal and I want to be smart with my money. Are there ways that I could, you know, put it somewhere and have it grow for me? Are there things that you would suggest? Would you, what do you think about? Because, you know, some of them, like we have a financial planner we work with and like they're really quite honest of like, hey, like now's not a good time to buy a car. Like if you can keep your car, just mm -hmm. keep it going. Like it just, it doesn't really make a lot of sense unless, you know, you have a ton of money to put down on mm -hmm. it. Um, so where else could we put that money to like mm -hmm. better utilize your resources? And um, it's just, it's, I appreciate the um, honesty when, mm -hmm. you know, when people are saying, well, yeah, like let's start saving for a house. And if you could, this would make a big difference if you could get this much extra per month after at the end of five years it's going to be this much money right. so how much if you just need to make an extra i don't know 300 500 a month whatever that might be what can you do to do that it might be something as simple as can you get overtime at work can you ask for a raise? Can you do something extra? Cutting you, grass, you know, right, there's like, so many side jobs. There's there's a lot of different ways that you potentially could reach that goal if your budget doesn't say, like, I mean, I know when we were saving for a house, like, like it wasn't in the budget just to save an extra 20 grand at the end of the year. And so we did pick up extra hours. Mm -hmm. I picked up home health patients. So I had a full-time job and I would see I saw like over the course of the week, three to four home health patients, like my husband, he picked up a little bit of extra and that little bit of extra made the difference. But, and we saved for many years in order to be able to do it. And I think, so if you're looking at that year goal, I think realizing it's a short time, it's a short mm -hmm. time that you're going to be giving up, giving up and working extra, mm -hmm. but also it's going to help you get your priorities in straight. Um, one thing I want to say about a financial planner, and I know Dr. Mm -hmm. Joss is very smart about this, is when you're dealing with someone with their money, make sure you understand what they're doing. Right. Um, I know Dr. Joss and her family doesn't just give someone their money, neither do yeah. I. They understand yeah. every transaction, they understand every reasoning behind, and I think it's very important that you do that. You don't just put your faith in someone and just say, here you go, here's my money. No, no, like interview them, you yeah. know, like yeah. definitely like understand, are they the one making trades? Is it a third party making trades? Is it, you know, like like really doing your homework on whoever you're working with. Um, but sometimes I think it is helpful to like talk to somebody that understands mm -hmm. finance. Yeah. Because if you're coming about it from a perspective of, I mean, I know when I got out of grad school, I had no idea how to like really be strategic with saving for a house, saving for retirement, you know, knowing I would need to replace a car, knowing I would want to start a family. Like mm -hmm. I didn't really, those are like such big goals. Like I could set a budget for like living month to month, but like these really big goals I was overwhelmed by. Right. And yeah. so, um, meeting with you know different financial planners over the years you know you kind of don't go with the first person that you no. that you yeah. meet on a billboard you know but like finding somebody that understands you where you are like 
I don't necessarily know exactly how to get to where I want to go, um, but they'll have like some just like, you know, there's different like um, savings, you know, savings plans that have like, you know, 4% growth on them, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not invested into the market or anything like that. And, you know, that 4% over, you know, four or five years could be a lot of money, you know, so yeah. that could save you a couple of months um, at the end of the day. So yeah. things that you might not know about. And going back to priorities, I, um, you know, when you're looking at saving a house, do I really need this $200 internet bill? Mm -hmm. Do I really need this, you know, uh, do I need these season tickets to this game? Do I need to go to this concert? Do I need to eat out four times a week? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not giving up everything, but like, where are my priorities? Can I cut back here? Do I need to eat steak and this and this and this every week? Or can I eat a little bit, something that's maybe cheaper? Still healthy, still good for me, mm -hmm. but not ridiculously priced. Right. And those yeah. little things, they add up. And that's what we're all about is like, honestly, those little tiny cuts, a dollar here, a dollar there. Over time, they add up, you know, a dollar a day is $365. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. And I think when you reframe it into like, what are our needs versus wants? And if you truly consider this goal of buying a house as a need, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's truly a need, then we have to define wants. And so it's, you know, we've got to make sure that we're being honest with ourselves and realistic with ourselves of, you know, we can't have all of our needs and all of our wants typically, unless you have like all sorts of like yeah. bajillion dollars. And even then that doesn't buy happiness like yeah. we, we know that and so um it really is about prioritizing putting your values first and then from there all of a sudden the wants become less important mm -hmm. they just do mm -hmm. um, because you're putting you're making sure that your needs are being met and will be met in the future um, so that's kind of the point of kind of breaking all of these down is what are the strategies and realistically how do you do that and how you do it is defining what are the things that are going to get in your way. <laughs> and so define those first. And then from there, you make your sustainable, you know, just break that goal down. It might be breaking it down by 12 into 12 achievable goals. It might be chunked out, as Dr. Bobby was saying, that it's not like, oh, I, I'm going to save for the house and I'm going to have 20 grand by the end of the year. I'm going to start in January. Well, if you defined your barriers first, you would know that you don't have a budget yet. Mm -hmm. And so now I have to make a goal for, to meet the budget plan. And then I can start making my goal towards getting that money saved. And so that's a more realistic, true way of making goals is defining the barriers. Um, because anything else we talk about, whether it's recreational, spiritual, or um, health, personal growth, um, family relationships, financial career, right? So any of those are going to have fears, barriers, distractions that are going to be in the way. And they don't need to be, right? Right. Like yeah. you like you just have to find your workarounds and then you get more and more specific from there. And so we have our PDFs go to our website, www.2-gals.com. And they're meant to help to just in like a, a template that's already done for you, help you work through this process of starting at this big picture and then working your way into real sustainable change.
And I think one thing that we haven't talked about yet is when you're at this point of setting these monthly goals, mm -hmm. um, and next week when we talk about weekly goals, for both of those, I think it's important, especially monthly goals, to set a reward if you hit that goal. Mm -hmm. And now, if your goal is to save $20,000, your reward isn't to go spend $500 on a shopping spree. Like, make these rewards something special and something mm -hmm. meaningful, but that they're not going to hurt you. <laughs> right, like, yeah, they're not going to be part of that like, barrier <laughs> that then jumps into your into yeah. the way. But I think it's uh, important to reward yourself for the goals that you do hit. Absolutely, yeah. And share that joy with other people around you. Mm -hmm. Have that accountability group of people that are safe to you and say like, yay, like I want, I just wanted to call and let you know, like I met this goal, I was, I worked really hard this month and this is what I was able to achieve. And that person is gonna, that accountability partner is then gonna be able to say like, yay, you mm -hmm. did it, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And so, and then that's like sharing in the experience is also part of building relationships, right? And so, and that's gonna be how all of these goals start to intertwine and it's going to keep you more and more connected with your support system. And likely your support system is going to start saying, well, I kind of like what you're doing. Like, I'd like to do that for myself as well. And now you can help be their guide and helping them get a little bit more organized in some areas and then grow in areas. And so no matter what, I don't care who you are, you can grow in each of these areas. I work on this every year. Dr. Bobby works on this every year. There's never a time where there's not something in here that we are like, you know what, like each of these categories this year, here's what I want to work on. Here's what I want to work on. And we do it ourselves and we break it down. And it's the only way it's actually going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't just fall into your lap. So go grab these PDFs. I think they would really yeah. help you. Um, we use them. We yeah. live by them. And um, they'll just help you, help you achieve your goals, help you on the right path. Absolutely. All right last episode coming up next week so stay tuned